come to save the day. Welcome to Mighty House. This is a show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. And for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Hey, we're back and we have another instant request from a listener, whatever you want to call it. Subscriber. Uh, A listener, yeah, or a viewer. Okay. Subscriber. subscriber. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Subscriber. And uh, so we're going to talk about induction cooktops and how they work and and go over some of the incentives and and stuff like that for purchasing one if you're going to uh, put in a new cooktop. But before we do that, click on that bell. That way you get notified next time we post a video. And of course, hit that subscribe button. That way you're mm-hmm. also on the on the list. And then you too could send a, a, a an email request. for another instant request <laughs> that takes Topic several request. months for us to get it to you. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but we'll get it to you. Uh, okay, so. Induction stoves. Where should we? Uh, let 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 me do the share on the screen here, and uh, go to screen one and hit share. Okay, what okay. Do we got? So first thing is, how does an induction cooktop work? So it works on a magnetic field. So what you've got there in the picture is the induction coils, and I'm not a. Uh, motor guy, whatever. Well, I'm a motor guy, but not electric motor. It seems to me that that's the field coil that you'd have an armature through the middle to make a motor. But so what you're doing is creating an electrical field and then there's nothing on it to excite. So it sits there kind of stagnant, right? right. You can power it up and nothing's going to happen. So this is the beautiful thing about the induction cooktop. Unless you put something on top of it that can get excited, you know, being a, a ferrous metal and you know, iron or whatever, it's just going to sit there. The the top, the glass on top will not get hot. Correct. And you can put your hand on it. It'll be fine. So that's what makes it work. That's the induction coil right there. Right. So So it's electromagnetic energy field that then excites the, 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 not the cells, but the, the molecules, molecules in the, other thing in the cooking pot yes you can tell i really did a ton of research on this so (laughs) once you get that excited it gets going and it's cool because i mean literally you can start you can boil water in like 30 seconds it gets yeah and and it it works really well it's very efficient easy to clean you know if Mm -hmm. you have a gas cooktop you have all those grills or if you have an electric the older style electric cooktop you know you got to take out all the part to clean it and stuff with an induction cooktop it's 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 a nice clean surface, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it it works great. I've actually got one of my daughter's place, and she she loves it. She didn't want to deal with it because she was worried that you know gas was better, but for bringing things to a simmer and and doing that kind of stuff, it's it's actually works really well. She was real happy with it, so um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's good. Okay, so then, so what types of induction ranges are there so realistically there's it's not that there's many types it's just styles i guess would be the way to put it so you could go with a a single zone and they do make single zone 
uh, like portable units that you just take somebody's house, plug it in and you could boil water right away or, you know, make food, whatever. And they're great for going out and running around. Right. You can get the two zone, which you've got shown there. That's just a two zone. So you have two of those induction coils on there. So you cook two things, right? Sure. They make a three zone. They make a four zone. And four zone is probably the most popular out there right now. It most replicates what most people are accustomed to cooking on, right? right? Most all ranges have four. You might have a grill in the middle if, you know, whatever, or griddle. But this four is probably the most common you may see. But a lot of the manufacturers like Fisher and Packle and Mealy, they all have multi-zones. So you can get a four with the multi-zone. And those will actually have five, maybe six coils in them. And the coils are not always round. They do make rectangular shaped coils. Um, so those tend to be more versatile based on what you're cooking. In other words, you can put, if it's got the square zones, if you go to that next one. There you go. So you can put a pot in the middle. You could put a pot on either of those other two zones. You can put right. pots, you know, so you got five zones there. But you could literally put down basically like a, a sheet pan on all of that have half that sheet pan at one temperature and the other half of that sheet pan at another and it would keep it consistent so you could literally cook on the front and move it to the back to keep it warm and we were talking about we were at a show at a kitchen an appliance place years ago and someone was demoing i swear it said they had 40 little coils in it and you would set anything on that stove on that cooktop and it would recognize the shape, bring up that shape on your computer screen on the control, and then you could set temperatures. That's amazing. And I don't know that that ever hit the market, but the one you've got pictured, those tend to be the high end. I mean, they're $4,000. They could be even higher. Right. So but you could, you could have one griddle that goes across to all of this and then have different zones on that griddle. Yes. So you can have a certain temperature for your eggs, another one for for your bacon, and, and then you could have biscuits going on another one. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the beautiful thing that makes the, the induction flexible is that it's only going to heat up or excite the area it's sitting on. Yes. So, so there's some pros and cons. You know, the, the advantage is definitely the quicker cooking time. Yes. So your pans will heat up faster. Again, we talk about boiling, boiling water in 30 seconds. Um, no open flame. Right. Yeah. No hot coils to touch. Um, if you take a pot off of an induction cooktop and move it over, you can put your hand right on the glass top. Right. It's not going to be hot. Yeah, it will initially, but it cools off really fast because just from the heat transfer from the pot to the glass, it'll be warm, right. but it's not like it's... You're, you're, you're not going to burn yourself. Burns. You're not. Yeah, you're not going to scold yourself or whatever. So, right. So that's always nice. And then again, like I said, it's easier to clean because it's just a glass top. I mean, you just you buy the glass cooktop cleaner and you just scrub it down, and it's all good to go. Right. Uh, so controlling the different areas is a lot easier. Um, I know with electric, I never liked my electric range because it just never seemed like I could hold a consistent temperature. So I went back to gas, but I do like the induction. Yeah, the and these do a, a great job of controlling the temperature. You can really you can really set it and leave it there, and it'll hold really well. Yeah, 
And then the other, I think the other big thing that people should start looking at is they're a lot more efficient. You know, yes. so like your toaster oven, your toaster, an electric range, anything electric coil uses 100% of the energy. It doesn't waste a lot of energy, but mm -hmm. there's still loss. So on an electric range, you might only get 80% of your electric. There, at a gas range, you're only getting about 35%, 40% of the energy coming out is being transferred to your pot and pan. The rest is just converted to straight heat going up the sides of the pans. Yeah, and heating the room. Yeah, but then an induction cooktop gets about 90%, up to 90% of the energy is actually used for the cooking. So that's pretty got, cool. that, where that little graph at? That little graph's got... You want, you want the graph up? Yeah. This one here? Yeah, that one there. Okay. Oh, yeah, look at that. Right there it is. Yeah. Yeah, so what's kind of cool with that one is um, when you do that, you can see on the bottom left there, cost for heating, gas is the least expensive for heating. Right. Production's right. a little more. Um, halogen's outrageous. I don't know. I've never really seen a halogen range. That I might, haven't. No, that might be European. But then the radiant, which is also kind of almost like your induction, right? But when you look at then the power consumption, the induction is the lowest of them all and gas is the highest. So if you're only getting 35% out of your gas, even though the gas is cheaper, if you're using twice as much, then you know now your cost could be the same, right? Right. So, but I mean, places like California where they've already banned gas, you know, all new homes, no new homes can have gas appliances. So right. you're going to be forced into something either electric or, or uh, induction. Right. And, you know, people that had the gas had it because of, you know, how well it, it heats and how you can maintain that heat. And I think that's where the induction stove has really uh, competed really well with the gas. So you're not, you, you used to lose something going to electric and I don't think you have that loss anymore, you know? And, not so much, but I do, like me personally, I do a lot of cooking and I still prefer gas, but I'm going to, and that's over electric. Yeah. I've never spent a deal of time cooking on induction so no but i know when i go to make bananas foster i have to get a lighter to light it then because now i just tip the pan and the gas and you know the brandy goes so <laughs> but that's something else. Uh -huh. right. so what are the disadvantages of right well it's funny you look around online and they tell you that it's the cost of them is one of the disadvantages but they've come down in price quite a bit right i mean i've seen four zones as cheap as five hundred dollars, right? They're they're competitive with the gas, right? Yeah, that's the same thing you're gonna pay, right? If not more for gas, um, but then you, the other downside might be you need to get special equipment, and it's not really special equipment. You need to get new pots and pans, possibly. Um, right. Again, they've got to have a hard metal surface in the built into the base, and some of them are like clad, where they might have an iron disc inside the aluminum. And uh -huh. that's what causes the reaction. And then, so you, like these that we have on here, they've got a disc in them. So those are made specifically for induction, but they work great. And you could go back to your old fashioned cast iron skillets though. Oh, absolutely. You could pull those puppies back out if you still that's have right. I still use mine. Yeah. Mine, are like, mine are probably better than the Teflon pans that are so used. Right, because you, know, you wipe them out. enough where nothing sticks. Yeah. 
Exactly. Um, the other couple of things I found on the internet, which I don't remember experiencing, is a hum or a buzz when you turn them on. I've never experienced that either. I've never. Well, I know the only time I've really looked at them, I was in some showroom, and it's usually so loud that if it made a slight hum, I would have never heard it. Well, no, we we have installed them, and I've got two kitchens going right now. They're both getting those, so I'll find out again. But um, my daughter's has been fine. I never heard anything from. Never her. heard a complaint. That's good. No. And then the last one I found on the internet was. Um, reports of interfering with pacemakers <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah so yeah that one i don't know take it with a grain of salt i don't know it could be true uh-huh but well if you have the electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic field mm -hmm. and you you were leaning over you got close enough to the stove i could see where that might might do something well, yes, that would make sense, but you'd be leaning over to taste the gravy. Yeah, so that's the other option burn. is to pick up the take the gravy off the stove and sip it. You know, so, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's I just thought that was kind of an odd one, but I agree. Here we just talk about it. Let's put it out there. This is more your forte, power requirements, because that's yeah. what sort of led to this was an email from a subscriber who whose wife is trying to select one. Right. But while she's trying to select, he's trying to run wire. <laughs> Correct. So, so he's to... trying to be proactive, not reactive. So he reached out to you as to what wire size he may need. So I found small portable and a lot of the one and two zone induction cooktops only required a 15 amp circuit. Yeah. Which we'd probably run 20 amp breakers anyway, right? So we'd yep. probably put 12 gauge wire in there and call it good. Yep, agreed. But that one we showed with the five zones, you know, that one requires 45 amp breaker. Uh huh. Well, that's more than my air conditioner. Yeah. So the, the two kitchens I've got going right now, one's taking a 40, the other one takes a 50. So I have 50. How would that's a pretty good size uh, induction cooktop? Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's just, I was just, uh, you know, they just gave me the, the specs. So I was pulling all that stuff for it. So um, I don't know what it's going to be. I guess I'll find out. But so uh, what wire size wire for a 50 amp circuit? That's like sixes or something? Yeah, we'll run a six. You can get away with an eight if you want to. And of course, if you ever want to know, all you have to do is pull up, just Google NEC 310-16. And that will bring up the... Uh, wire sizing chart the, the wire chart and then you go across the chart make sure you're looking at solid copper because they will give you copper um, copper cladded aluminum options so those have different ampacities than straight copper so you have to make sure you're doing that and then also look at the insulation there's different columns for the insulation that's on the wire and most of the wire you buy today is THHN so you go to the THHN THHN column and you can scan down through there and then you'll be able to see what wire size can carry certain ampacities. The other side of that is they also derate your your number 10, your uh your 12, 14s are all derated. So even though a 10 can handle 40 amps, it's only rated for 30. And even though a 12 can handle 30, it's only rated for 20. 
And then a 14 can handle 20, but it's rated for 15. So they derate those because they know everybody's going to overload those circuits and just go in and take the breaker out and put a big, bigger breaker in. So that way, that's kind of like a built-in safety net within the National Electric Code to, to help people not burn their house down. So that's like putting the penny behind the blown fuse. Y yes. Yeah. Or you wad up the aluminum foil with the pliers and you shove it into the into the socket. So we used to find that a lot. You don't see the twist and fuse as much anymore. No, not at all. No. So it's every once in a while, I still see them, but uh, they're not around too much. So anyway, for if you're looking at the, the rating to size, you can't just use the existing wires in your wall. If you've got a gas stove, you are going to have to run a special circuit just for that to, to handle that load. And that's that's too even down here. We typically like our electric ranges with the oven or cooktop are only 30 amp. Yeah. Yeah. So it's surprising to me to see that, you know, an induction cooktop would take 40, 45 amp. Yeah. Well, it, it depends on how many zones it's got, how it works, you know. The more bells and whistles, the the higher the cost. So, you know, something pretty basic. Uh, like I said, it, it, the price varies from a like a singles single zone portable uh -huh. induction cooktop that you can take from house to house, plug it in any socket. Right. Like 65 bucks on Amazon. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can get that for 65, plug it in. The ones with the five zone with all the bells and whistles where they'll recognize the pan you put on there and you can set different zones, a multi-zone. You know, those things, $4,000, sometimes more. You know, but I think the highest I've seen lately is four. because And they are coming down. Each year they get a little less expensive. Sure. But the more, the more they sell, then the cheaper they can build them. So Yes. And then, you know, and you brought up that they are actually uh, qualified for the energy tax credit. Correct. So you get back $600 if you install one, but I'm not sure if you bought one for 65, they'd give you the $600 tax credit. But... <laughs> no, you, you up to $600. They reimburse you for that. So at least that would, uh, but again, check with your accountant because we didn't stay at a holiday Inn last night. So go, go check with your accountant, make sure that you qualify for it before you go ahead and do it. Uh, before you take Read the fine print. Yes. Yes. Talk to your accountant, your your tax per, you know, your your tax professional, prior to making that purchase. If you're going to claim it, if you want it anyway, then just go ahead and get it. Right. But you know, you check that. And the the new energy codes that they've got that are coming out right now. There's a lot of credits for a lot of things you're doing to your house, your windows, your doors, HVAC work, air conditioning, all those kinds of things. There's all kinds of tax credits out there. So. Um, you can you can check into that, and of course, solar, wind, those are always the common ones that you would expect to see. So, uh, but the residential clean energy credit is is what what you're kind of looking for. So, Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, that's the big the big bill, and then within there, you've got all these other ones. So, nice. I'd say with that. We pretty much covered it. Again, if, you, if you've if you got a question, feel free to drop it. We'll do another instant request like this. It'll take a few months for you to get your reply back, but we call it Not an instant request. Anyway. Yeah, we, yeah, well, the more, the sooner you do it to when we release this episode, <laughs> then the sooner you'll get an answer, yes. That's exactly it. 
<laughs> so, all right, make sure you dingle on that bell, subscribe, and uh, we'll have uh, fun. We'll, we'll answer some more questions for you, and we'll have some more topics very soon. So with that, I'll say keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. There you go. All right.